Sirius XM and Augusta National present The Masters Show. And he puts out for a 68. Penn's best round of the four-day tournament. Hogan wins his first Masters. There's your champion, Fuzzy Zeller, 1979 Masters champion. There it is, as grand as it gets. Tiger has his slam. Masters history, conversations with past champions, previewing this year's tournament and celebrating the unique traditions of the Masters. Bernard, when we put this jacket on you, you become a member of Augusta National Golf Club. You're invited to play in this tournament for the rest of your life. Okay. Very proud of that. The Masters Show with your host, Taylor Zarzer, begins right now on Sirius XM. Ten days until round one of the 2021 Masters. A week from today, we will be in Augusta, Georgia at Augusta National Golf Club. This will be Masters Radio, and we will be ready to start the 2021 Masters. Of course, before that, we have the drive, chip, and putt, which will happen again on Sunday, this Sunday, at Augusta National Golf Club. And earlier this week at Champions Retreat, just outside of Augusta on Wednesday and Thursday, the first two rounds of the Augusta National Women's Amateur will be played. Then they will make a cut, and the top 30 players will play a practice round on Friday and then play the final round at Augusta National Golf Club on Saturday of the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Jennifer Cupcho won the inaugural event back in 2019, and she is on the Masters show in just a little bit. We look forward to having her with us. We'll take your phone calls at 866-469-0026, and we'll also look back in history at one of the most special Masters of all time. That is all coming up tonight on the program. The voice of the Masters is Brian Katrick, and he will be calling it with Greg Norman as our lead analyst. On the golf course, we will have Mark Carnivale, John McGinnis, and Fred Albers. I'll be conducting interviews. Our lead-up coverage midday on Thursday and Friday will include Gary Williams, Dennis Paulson, Carl Paulson, and Jason Sobel. Our pregame and postgame will feature Mark Lai and David Marr. Jim McLean, one of the greatest instructors of all time, will be on the range on Thursday and Friday, watching the best players in the world warm up. What a team. Once again, it's led by Brian Katrick, and Brian joins us now. Good evening, BK. How are you? I am very good, Taylor. I am so excited that this time next week, we're going to be there. It's, it's going to be on. Yes, I cannot wait for that. And uh, it's crazy that it's come this, we've come this far, and then we're almost there. And it's springtime once again here in the Mid-South portion of our country. And the flowers are in bloom. The birds are chirping some 160 miles away from the golf course where I live in Charlotte. You're about 160 miles away in Atlanta, and I'm sure that's the case too. For those that have not heard the show before tonight, Brian, I thought it'd be fun to go through all of the different categories. We've been doing that for the past couple of months. There are 19 different categories. In fact, the 19th category was just completed last night, and there are th three new people that have made the field. We'll get to that coming up. There could be a 20th category, also known as a special invitation extended. We'll see if that happens this week. But category number one, Brian, 
are the past champions in the field. It could be a maximum of 20, but obviously given the injury to Tiger Woods, Trevor Immelman has elected not to play in recent years. Angel Cabrera has not played. He didn't play last November. That number could be closer to 17. And, of course, the favorite in the entire field is in category number one. Uh, Yes, and that would be the defending champion, (laughs) Dustin Johnson. I think... I think there's a lot of reasons to get excited about the names in Category 1. First of all, we hear year in and year out, and it's so true, that guys that have won at Augusta National have a special feel for it. You know, you go back to uh, Horton Smith, Gene Sarazen, and Fuzzy Zeller, the only guys that have won in their first appearances. Everybody else, it takes some time, but once you figure it out, you start to see multiple winners and guys contending year in and year out. And that's why... In the weeks leading up to this now, we've kind of glossed over Category 1 because we all expect, well, those guys are going to be there. Well, now you start talking about who can win the golf tournament. And those guys, your your, your Masters champions, uh, are, are clearly the long and short of this list. Some of those guys playing some pretty good golf right now. Bubba Watson had a great week at the match play. Danny Willett has been playing some pretty good golf lately. Sergio and Patrick Reed had good weeks. And Jordan Spieth mm. has turned things around. It's uh, It's been pretty impressive. Yeah, he's one of the first names you might mention uh, in if you're trying to determine who might win the 2021 Masters. Zach Johnson was on the channel today. He hasn't missed a cut in the calendar year. He's been playing really well. The forecast looks really good. Zach said last week on this show he needed a, a tougher forecast <laughs> in order to win. Of course, he won it at one over par, but so far the forecast looks pretty good for next week in Augusta. We'll talk more about that coming up. Category number two, five U.S. Open champions within the last five years. Okay, well, you can't pick Dustin Johnson, so give me another name in Category two. Well, I, I like what I've seen out of Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, last week obviously wasn't his best week, but one of the reasons why is since we saw Bryson attacking Augusta National in a different way back in November, one thing he's done is he's actually slimmed down just a little bit. He's he's stopped taking the protein shakes. Uh, he's not talking about a 48-inch driver anymore. Uh, he's still trying to hit the ball a long way. That plan has not been abandoned, but he is. I, I think he learned some of the limits of it. And and he's going to get another crack. So so he learned. This is a guy that maybe learns more than anybody else from, from start to start, or at least takes more notes than anybody else from start to start. And he brought a different type of automobile mm. out to in November in a different setup, and he attacked the golf course a way that, that he had never done it before, and, and maybe no one else has ever done it before. And it didn't work, but he did some learning. And Bryson, round two... Uh, I think he's going to be very interesting. He is. Uh, we wonder if Brooks Kepka is also in this category, will even play in the Masters. He's dealing with a knee injury. In category number three, we have four players because we didn't have an Open Championship last year. What about the reigning Open Champion? You think Shane Lowry could be in the mix? Well, we're starting to see his name a little more. He's he's playing better golf. Another guy that's uh, been waiting uh, twice now, two Masters before he gets to even show back up and defend <laughs> as the champion golfer of the year. So uh, so that's awful nice. So, yeah, I mean, he's got the puncher's chance. He's a major champion. He, he won an Akron at Firestone. And if you can win 
those tree lined corridors, you have to work the ball both ways. It's very similar. Some of the, some of the shot values off the tee and he's won there. So if you've won there, uh, you, you've clearly got the game to win at Augusta national category four, the five PGA champions in the last five years. Brooks Kepka is on this list twice. I'm going to make, I'm going to put you on the spot here. There are two guys that are playing exceptional golf. Both are ranked in the top five in the world that are in category four. Who do you like more? BK? Justin Thomas or Colin Morikawa? I'll take Justin Thomas. Uh, and, and you know, Colin Morikawa is not a bad choice either, but I'll take Justin Thomas. He's won more recently, the win recently at the Players' Championship on a very fair test of golf. Uh, that puts him in a little better form right now. Uh, we all know what's gone on off course with Justin Thomas this year. Uh, so for him to get a win like a Players' Championship – uh, just a couple of starts before the Masters. And I go back to this. We talk about it every week with Justin Thomas. He loves Augusta National. He's got such a great positive attitude about it and a great vibe. He's excited to be there, just just as excited to be there as the rest of us. And, oh, by the way, he brings top five in the world game and a real chance to win. So I'll take that guy every day of the week. Category number five includes Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, and Rory McIlroy, each year we come around to the Masters. This will be the seventh time we've done it, and Rory's trying to complete the career Grand Slam. It feels like there's less expectations on him than any of the previous six years. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and, and those expectations may also be diminished from him. You know, he, he may be coming in there. It doesn't mean that his frustration level isn't building, but, but you know he's still trying. And and I do like that he's going to be flying a little bit under the radar. I have no question that Rory McIlroy is not going to figure this out. Uh, the next major right after that is at Kiowa Island, where he won by eight shots. Uh, he can't imagine that he's not going to be a factor there. So these are the dates that he has circled on the calendar. He's doing some experimentation. He made a swing change, a swing coach change. All of that is with this on his mind. So uh, I I think Rory will be much better by the time next week rolls around. And again, category six not used. That is for the Olympic gold medalist in the years it's being played. So hopefully we'll have an Olympics later this year, and that category will be used in 2022. Category seven, the U.S. amateur champ and the runner-up, Tyler Strafacci and Ali Osborne cat- qualify that way. Category eight is the amateur champion from over in the U.K., 23-year-old Englishman Joe Long, Gets in that way. Unfortunately, we did not have an Asia-Pacific amateur, a Latin American amateur, or a U.S. mid-amateur within the last 12 year, twelve months. Hopefully, we will be able to do that this next go-around. Let's go to category number 12, top 12 in ties from last year's Masters. See any name there that you like? Well, Dylan Fratelli just played deep, uh, You know, did, did a good job, I thought. In Austin, and I think he got a lot of a uh, lot of confidence from that. Corey Connors, also uh, another guy that that's coming into this with a little bit more confidence. John Rahm was the only top seed from the match play that that made it into the weekend. You know, he's not short on confidence. So th- those are three names that jump right out at me. Now we go to categories thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. We did not have an open championship, so Category 14 won't be used. But Categories 13 and 15 are the top four from the other majors within the last calendar year. I see a couple of names here that you might like, Brian. Harris English finished in the top four in the U.S. Open, and Scotty Scheffler finished in the top four in the PGA. Scheffler is the one that everybody's going to have circled, no question about it. Uh, 
and and the confidence that he got from from last week is immeasurable. Uh, I think that's that's going to be the one X factor there. Unfortunately, a name you see on both lists also is uh, is Matthew Wolf. We wonder where his game is. Uh, maybe it's the focus that it takes to to play well around Augusta National that's exactly what he needs right now. And what about Category 16? It's always fun to see somebody win a tour event and get in. Of course, there's one more chance to do that this upcoming Sunday in San Antonio. Yes, there is, and uh, we're you know the the one name that everybody wants to see is you're talking about Ricky Fowler. No matter who wins in San Antonio. I think you and I have talked about this on the air. One of my favorite things is when it's an international player because there's a bit of a mad scramble to get everybody here. Uh, that's that's not as fun. It's not going to be as fun this year with the, with the COVID travel restrictions. But it's always those are always the fun stories when somebody wins the the week before and they, you know, they personally are just going to get to Augusta National as fast as possible, and then somebody else has got to go fend for everybody else. Uh, we hope that whoever it is gets the experience they're hoping for. Yeah, Matt Jones had to do that uh, seven years ago. This time he gets a few weeks to prepare for Augusta National after his win down in South Florida. Jim Herman was in that category a few years ago in Houston. He's had plenty of times because he won in Greensboro. And Congratulations to 49-year-old Brian Gay, who won in Bermuda. Carlos Ortiz is in the Masters for the first time, having won in Houston and Stuart Sink won in Napa. He makes his return to the Masters for the first time in five years. Category 17, if you made the Tour Championship in August, you get in. What about Lonto Griffin, Brian? What do you think about his chances? Well, it's it's great that he's going to get to get in there. He's playing some pretty high-level golf right there, or right now. That's one of those names. You go back a couple of years, you flash back to Charlie Hoffman, uh, who's had so many, you know, two or three years in a row where he was the the 18-hole leader of the tournament. And you wonder, what did he show us? What, where, where would we have seen this? Well, he's a winner. You know, Lonto, that's the type of guy. If he can figure something out, why, why can't he be one of those players that excels at, at Augusta National? And what about a top 50 player who's been in the top 50 for quite some time? A, a Matt Fitzpatrick, a Tommy Fleetwood, or maybe – even a Victor Perez. Uh, your thoughts on any of those international players? Victor just had a wonderful weekend for sure. Uh, he is clearly hitting on all cylinders right now. Fleetwood just keeps giving himself chances, and it won't be long before Tommy Fleetwood breaks through. You go back to Shinnecock Hills that final round, that was a 63 and could have been a 62 for Tommy Fleetwood. He could have He could have been up there with Brandon Grace as having the low – round in the history of major championship golf that's the type of firepower tommy fleetwood has and then there's category 19 which was closed on march 28th last night in if you're in the top 50 as of that date you get into the masters robert mcintyre of scotland will zalatoris and brian Harmon were able to enter the top 50 there were a few others that did too max homa Corey connors carlos ortiz but they were already in the masters how about Brian Harmon with his play in Austin getting him into the top 50? Brian Harmon was four down through five holes in his match with Bubba Watson. He answered by making eight birdies in a row. He birdied his way in 
to the masters. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just awesome. what you hope. Yeah. That's, that's as good as you can. And, and Robert McIntyre going to bring another left-hander there. So we'll get a chance to talk about Mickelson and Bubba and, and Mike Weir and, and, you know, get another left-hander and maybe there's a little magic there. But Will Zalatoris is the charming story of that group, no question. The guy is he's not even a member of the PGA Tour yet because of, of all of the, the the mega card implications, the long season. He's a special temporary member. He's got to get his card as soon as they hand him one, but he doesn't have it yet. So to play his way in the top 50 in the World Golf Rankings before you become a PGA Tour member, that's that's a Cinderella story, Taylor. That's pretty good. Well, if Mr. Kepka can't play due to injury and we have a few Masters champions not teeing it up, the number could be somewhere around 86 participants in the Masters. That means Jack Gary and Mr. Elder get a few more minutes of sleep on Thursday morning. It's true. I, I didn't think about it from their perspective. I, I wouldn't mind if they if they hearken back to uh, to not too many years ago and go play a couple more holes. There you, know, you go. We could finish out. Let's let's yeah. make the turn. Get down to the bottom of the hill at two. Maybe come. Uh, maybe turn left. Play back up the hill at eight. Play nine. Do a little four hole loop, and uh, and and be done with it. I, I'd be I'd be great with that. I would be great with it. I don't know if the Bears, Golden Bears, going to sign up for it. The putter is still <laughs> as hot as ever, by the way. But the the rest of the game, he's not so fired up about. But you know, Gary would never miss an opportunity to do something like that. I can't wait to see them. And I can't wait to see you, my friend, next week at Augusta National Golf Club. This is going to be so much fun to hear your voice calling the winning shots at the Masters in 13 days. I can't thank you enough for the confidence. Uh, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity. And the fact that it is right here, less than a week away, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's my favorite time of year. Thanks, BK. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Brian Katrick, the voice of the Masters, joining us here on the Masters Show. So I have a question for you. Who's the favorite in your mind? You have one pick to make going into next week. Who is it? 866-469-0026 is the number. That's 866-469-0026. Who's going to win this year's Masters? And Jennifer Cupcho won the 2019 Augusta National Women's Amateur. She's coming up on the Masters Show. Masters Moments on Sirius XM, the exclusive home of the Masters. 1986 saw 46-year-old Jack Nicholas make a back nine charge to grab a share of the lead on the 17th hole. Nicholas this is course, whole possession of the lead. After a par at the 18th, Nicholas would don his record sixth green jacket. Sirius XM's exclusive coverage of the 2021 Masters starts Monday, April 5th on Sirius 208 and XM92 and on your connected devices and speakers. Whether you're on or off the course, greatness takes more than skill. It takes dedication. That's why, as an international partner of the Masters, UPS is dedicated to driving innovation that powers your business. Growing your business means adapting to stay ahead. So UPS has tools beyond just shipping that meet the specific and ever-changing needs of business owners. If you're looking to take your business global, do it with help from UPS experts and international services made for business of all sizes. With UPS automated tracking tools, you can stay in control and save time by seeing everything all in one place. Plus, with faster ground shipping now offered nationwide, you can surpass customer expectations and outpace the competition. And if you've taken your business online, 
you can find UPS wherever you sell. Count on UPS to help your business grow so you can be bold, be brave, be unstoppable. We appreciate the partnership of UPS with Masters Radio and here on The Masters Show. The Masters Show on Sirius XM. Arnold Palmer and Bill Lane, the chairman, congratulating Gary Player. And so for the third time in history, Gary Player is the Masters champion. Improbable win for Gary Player doing that back in 1978 for a third time. Vin Scully on the microphone for CBS back in the late 1970s. So who's going to win it this year is what I'd like to know. We have about five to ten minutes here to take your phone calls, and I want to know where your head is as we approach next week's Masters. 866-469-0026 is the number. Gabe and John will screen your phone calls, and we will put you on the Masters show. It's the last chance we have, really, to get some picks. We have a loaded show next week at Augusta National Golf Club, so it's the last time to take phone calls, at least on this program, and give your thoughts on who you think the favorite should be. We did a great download there with Brian Katrick on his thoughts of each category. I think in most people's minds, and I know that in the odds makers' minds, Dustin Johnson is the favorite. He's the defending champion winning it in November. Is that the way you feel about it? Do you think he is the man to beat? Would you pick Bryson DeChambeau? Would you go with somebody that has not won a major championship. I was really liking Xander Shoffley going into the year. Some were liking John Rahm, although John's wife is due to give birth in the next couple of weeks, and he has already made it clear. If she goes into labor, I'm out. I'm gone. Can you imagine if he has to make that decision in the middle of the tournament? Let's hope not. What about a Tyrrell Hatton or a Matt Fitzpatrick? Lee Westwood's been playing great golf. Looking forward to hearing what you think at 866-469-0026. Let's go to Tony in South Carolina. Hello, Tony. How are you? Good, guys. How are y'all? Terrific. Um, the obvious choice is DJ, of course, but I think uh, Jordan Spieth has been trending in the correct position lately and already having a jacket in his closet gives him a little bit more freedom. Uh, come down the back nine on Sunday if he can get there. I so, so agree with uh, yeah. I'll go with Jordan. It's it's a good pick, Tony. I like the way and he's playing, I like I like his confidence right now. I do too, and I like what you said about the experience factor. You know, not only does he have a green jacket, but he also finished second the year before he won the Masters in 2014, and we know what happened in 2016 going into the 12th hole on Sunday. Uh, he was right there in the thick of it. He's had numerous great experiences at Augusta National. He also had a top-five finish uh, two years later. So he's got four great finishes in the Masters, and you would have to think if there's one course he's most confident on, it would be that one. Combined with the fact that he was 92nd in the world in late January, and now he's 53rd. He has been on the march playing some terrific golf. Wouldn't surprise me at all if you're correct. Let's go to Jason in Tennessee, up next on the Masters Show. Good evening, Jason. 
Good evening, Taylor. Great show as always. Thank you, sir. My pick is just like Tony just said. It was Jordan Spieth. He finishing up here in the second, third, and just creeping up. And uh don't know if he's playing this week. I know you can tell us that, but I've got to believe if he's within five shots starting Sunday morning, I'm going to be glued to the TV. I can tell you that right now. Um, but, I, yeah, I've seen Jordan. You know, the, even the years Jordan hasn't won, he's had some great, you know, late action on the back nine. I am just praying that he's within four or five shots going into Sunday, and it will be a magnificent Sunday. And then, of course, you can't count DJ or, or DeChambeau. But uh, I'm going with Jordan Spieth, man. His putter looks good. He's just got that look in his eye. Do you think it'd be a popular win, too, Jason? I feel like, given what he's been through in the last few years, the fact that he hasn't won a golf tournament since he won the Open Championship in 2017, I think that's a win that everybody that loves golf would get behind. Taylor, I think it would be, and I'm not putting it up there with Tiger's win two years ago, but if Jordan comes out, I just, I mean, I've got people that like golf that are not, nutty about golf like I am that really like Jordan Speed. They like the way he carries himself. They know he's a good guy. And there's a lot of people that's been, you know, saddened to the fact that he's just been kind of slumping. I think if he wins, it would it would be something. I I would I am not gonna put it up there with, with, with of course uh, Tiger Woods winning, but I'm gonna it'll rock the golf world and get a lot of a lot of people back involved. So for Speed all the way. Good call, Jason, and he is playing this week in San Antonio. Of course, he is so committed to the state of Texas, his home state, so he will play there before making the trip over to Augusta and teeing it up in the Masters. It's hard to believe this is his eighth start in the Masters. He finished second in 2014, won it in 2015, second in 2016, third in 2018. So four top three finishes in the Masters, and four of his first five trips to Augusta National were top three finishes. Such an impressive record for that man, Jordan Spieth. We'll see if he is the pick. Obviously, as you can hear, the callers like his chances. We look forward to seeing what's going to happen next week at Augusta National Golf Club. Well, coming up in just a few minutes, Jennifer Cupjo is going to join us on the program. She won the 2019 Augusta National women's amateur the year before at the 2018 masters chairman fred ridley made this announcement looking ahead our focus remains on the growth of the game recent efforts of the masters tournament foundation working with our partners at the rna the usga and the pga of america illustrate our enthusiasm in october we will help conduct the 10th asia pacific amateur championship which will be held in singapore in January, we returned to Casa de Campo in the Dominican Republic, where the fifth Latin American amateur will be conducted. And Sunday's drive, chip, and putt national finals was the fifth edition of this fun and meaningful program aimed at boys and girls in all 50 states. All of these initiatives promote the same fundamental mission, creating role models who will inspire young girls and boys to take up the game. In doing so, we hope youthful enthusiasm will develop into a lifelong passion. So today, I am proud and extremely excited to announce a new extension of this mission 
directed at a segment of our sport that is so important, one that is vital to the future of golf. Beginning next year, we will invite 72 of the game's best women amateur golfers from around the world to compete in the inaugural Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship. This championship will be held the week prior to the Masters, and the final round will take place on Saturday, April 6, 2019, here at Augusta National Golf Club. Such an historic announcement from Chairman Ridley back in 2018, and I think it took us a little bit of time to understand just how powerful this event would become. And now, in its second edition this week, it is the premier event in women's amateur golf. Jennifer Cupcho, the winner in 2019, joins us next on the Masters Show. Masters Moments on Sirius XM, the exclusive home of the Masters. 1986 saw 46-year-old Jack Nicholas make a back nine charge to grab a share of the lead on the 17th hole. Nicholas is for sole possession of the lead. After a par at the 18th, Nicholas would don his record sixth green jacket. Sirius XM's exclusive coverage of the 2021 Masters starts Monday, April 5th on Sirius 208 and XM92 and on your connected devices and speakers. Over the years, Mercedes-Benz has patented thousands of safety innovations. They've crash-tested so many cars they've stopped counting and built their most punishing test facility yet in an effort to build the world's safest cars. They created crumple zones, abs brakes, and autonomous brakes, active lane keeping assist, collision prevention assist, active parking assist, and blind spot assist. They introduced airbags, side impact airbags, side curtain airbags, seat belt airbags, and now the first ever rear mounted front impact airbags. Every year, Mercedes-Benz commits immeasurable resources to the advancement of safety technology, all in the hope that you never need any of it. Safety should never take a backseat to anything. Mercedes-Benz is honored to be a global partner of the 2021 Masters. Two years ago in 2019, it sounded like this at Augusta National Golf Club. The stage is clear. It's nice to have four putts from here to take care of business. How about do it with one? Finish for the birdie in style. How about it? A champion's finish as Jennifer Cupshow is the first winner of the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And here she is, the inaugural winner of the Augusta National Women's Amateur in 2019, Jennifer Cupcho, now one of the best players in the world, playing professionally and getting ready for one of the major championships in golf this week, the ANA Inspiration. Jennifer, I hope you're well. Thank you, and thanks for having me. So take me back to 2018 when Chairman Fred Ridley of Augusta National Golf Club announces that they're going to have this Augusta National Women's Amateur. You were a terrific player at that point, playing your collegiate golf at Wake Forest. Was it immediate, Jennifer, that you said, wow, I need to qualify and play in this, or did it take a little while for you to comprehend what this event was all about? Um, I think it was, like, super cool because when they first announced it, I was definitely like, wow, like, I hope I can play in that. Um, I didn't really ever think about 
how good I was and that I would probably qualify. Like, I just thought, like, wow, that would be really cool to play in that. I hope I can play in that. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then, obviously, as the months went on, you, you realized that it was attracting the strongest field in amateur golf at the women's level. And did you start daydreaming about, wow, if I play well in this, a champion's a treat, I'm going to play Augusta National Golf Club? Um, I didn't really ever, like, think about it like that. I think I was more so just focused, like, let's make the cut so that I can continue to play and play at Augusta. Um, but I don't think I ever, like, daydreamed about it or anything like that, no. Most of us that are listening right now daydream about playing that golf course just once in our lives, you know. So, But you're right. You have to focus on, on what's ahead of you. And what was ahead of you was playing Champions Retreat, on Wednesday and Thursday, if you played well, which you did, you make the cut, and then you play a practice round Friday at Augusta National, followed by that final round on Saturday. It's a very unique format to switch golf courses. How did you prepare for it, Jennifer? Um, yeah, it's definitely a completely different format than um, everyone's used to. I think um, I just went out there and focused on playing my game and um, playing the best that I could in every round. Um including the practice rounds, really just getting as prepared as I could. Um, I think one of the greatest things for me was that I had already played Augusta um, a couple of years before that. So to show up and play the practice round, I wasn't doing all the awestruck, I guess, like most people say, like touristy stuff. Um, I was just focused on learning the golf course so that I could be prepared for Saturday. What were the practice rounds like, Jennifer? Do you pl- I know you play a practice round before the final round, but do you play practice rounds at Augusta National and Champions Retreat before the tournament starts? Uh, no. So you actually have, like, the only course you have access to is Champions Retreat um, before the tournament starts. So you play those two, or I think you, it was like Monday, Tuesday, or something uh, yeah monday tuesday at champions retreat and then the tournament started uh wednesday thursday the first two days at champions retreat and then practice around on friday at augusta national and then played saturday at at augusta so what are the similarities and the differences between playing those two rounds at champions retreat before you tee it up at augusta national well i mean honestly they did a really good job um keeping the greens very similar speeds and similar in general um i mean they're both beautiful golf courses obviously the famous one is augusta national but um i really liked camp champions retreat i really liked um it was definitely different than most of the courses we play um in general and i really liked how beautiful it was had a lot of um very similar to like uh similar to a mountain course but not as rocky and stuff like that it just had a lot of creeks and um, dog legs, which was pretty cool. You shot 68 and 71 at Champions Retreat before the practice round on Friday and then the final round on Saturday. You said that you had already played Augusta National Golf Club. Did you do that with your teammates or with friends? Um, I played with my teammates. Uh, we had one of the members invited our team um, down, and they usually took the men's team, but randomly that year decided to take the women's team, and so my whole team got to go play. That's pretty cool. Uh, the, the the Demon Deacons made their way down there, and you, you had some practice before that practice round. Yeah. And, then, and then, of course, we all remember what happened in the final round. You're playing, you're uh, competing against Maria Fossey. The two of you really had the best chance of, of winning the event, and then everything changed 
when you stepped up to the tee on 13 and then, of course, ended up making eagle there on the 13th hole. What do you remember from that hole and those final six holes that you played in five under? Honestly, not much. Um, I think I was so in into it at the moment that I was just um, trying to do the best that I could. And at that point, it kind of had turned into a little bit of match play between Murray and I. So um, really just trying to keep keep under control, not too um, aggressive, not too, um, I guess, happy. I know um, Maria was pretty pumped up after a couple of putts, and we've definitely talked about it afterwards. And she was like, yeah, I was a little too pumped up. I wasn't able to calm myself down. So I think that was the biggest thing was trying to stay calm with how many um, fans and everything that we had there. Boy, you did that. What did you hit into 13? Uh, I hit a three hybrid. And one of the best three hybrids of your life, I bet. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, I definitely have loved that club ever since. So um, I think that makes it a famous club. No no question about it. Ended up winning by four, shooting 67 in that final round. For decades and decades, everybody listening, Jennifer, dreams of what it must feel like to come up the 18th hole and you're about to win the Masters. What does it feel like to come up the 18th hole and you're about to win the Augusta National Women's Amateur? Um, It was a little surreal. Um, I mean, I never really thought of it until I was actually doing it. And just walking up the fairway, all the fans, I think, like, one of the biggest things was, like, hmm, I wonder where my parents are. I wonder how they're going to get to behind the green. Um, and like how it all went down, I did find out later, but, um, it's just like interesting to think about all the stuff that goes on, especially when you're the person that's about to win. It was just amazing to watch you do that. What are your first memories of the masters? Um, honestly, I grew up not watching a whole lot of golf. Um, we did always watch the masters. I would say I, I knew it was on, but I never really watched it. Um, just because I was always at the golf course growing up. The last thing I wanted to do was come home and watch golf as well. <laughs> so, um, but I definitely do remember Adam Scott winning, um, that year. And, um, everyone always says like, Oh, you just like him for his looks. And I always said, um, that I had liked him two years before that, before anyone knew about him. And, um, no one believes me, but, I was really excited for him when he won because I was such a big fan of him before that happened. That's awesome. 2013 is when he won in the rain, uh, winning his green jacket. What do you think? I'm sure you've been asked this a bunch of times, but I think we're all just so impressed by the way this event went off. We were all so bummed that obviously they couldn't have it last year, and there's tremendous interest as it comes back this year. Jennifer, only I know it's only in its second edition, but what do you think this event already means to women's golf? Um, I think it means so much, and especially a prop to Chairman Ridley. He thought of the idea and brought it to life. Been really welcoming to women's golf. Um, obviously, not starting off, but starting with adding members and starting drive, chip, and putt, and now uh, this. Anwa, it's it's really special to see what they're 
trying to do and what they're working to do with women's golf and um, bring light to it and show that we can be just as entertaining and um, that we should be watched more. Um, I think it's a really good thing that they're starting to do and continuing to do. Yeah, Well said. Uh, have you been back to Augusta National since the win? Um, I have not, no. We need to get you back there. Uh, (laughs) You obviously know that course better than anybody with the way that you played it. I know that you're thinking about something else, though, this week. The A&A Inspiration, the first major of the year in 2021. I know it's a big goal to win this, to win major championships. You came close in the Evian Championship a couple of years ago. Jennifer, what are your goals in 2021? Um, I mean, I have a couple of goals. I think my biggest ones are... Um, trying to get on the USA teams of the Olympics and Solheim Cup. But um, I think I also would really like to win a tournament. I did come close already this year. So um, I'm excited where my game's at and where it's going. And I hope that I continue that this week. Yeah, I know. Uh, last year with the starts and stops, you did win a tournament back home though, right? Colorado, you, you won a tournament there last year. Yes, I did. The Colorado <laughs> Women's Open. There you go. Um, well, as we wrap up, I, I am curious to know if um, if you've got a pick for us in either the Masters or the Augusta National Women's Amateur this year. Um, I have three picks for the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Awesome. Um, I I hope that they I hope that the Wake Forest girls um, bring it in hot. Uh, the, there's three of them. Swing um, Lou. Amelia Migliaccio and uh, Rachel Keene are all playing. So I'm cheering for them, hoping that we can keep it in the Wake Forest family. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Are we going Webb Simpson on the men's side? Sure, why not? (laughs) Wake Forest. Wake Forest all the way. (laughs) There you go. Well, it's such an incredible performance that you put on two years ago, and it, it led you to a great pro career that has started already Jennifer, best of luck uh, this week. Good luck trying to jump in the water and and win a major championship this week. And we appreciate you going down memory lane with us, too. Of course. Thank you so much. Jennifer Cupjo joining us here on Sirius XM. Masters moments on Sirius XM, the exclusive home of the Masters. 1997 saw Tiger Woods dominate the field, winning by 12 strokes to pick up his first career major title and become the youngest ever to win the Masters. There it is, a win for the ages. SiriusXM's exclusive coverage of the 2021 Masters starts Monday, April 5th on Sirius 208 and XM92 and on your connected devices and speakers. No one thought it could ever be done. It will be golf's greatest moment. One player holding all four professional majors at the same time. Tiger has his slam. 20 years ago, Tiger Woods rewrote the record books. One man came closest to stopping the streak. Hear all about that duel as Bob May joins us to celebrate the slam, premiering Thursday, April 8th at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius 208, XM92, and your connected devices. The Masters Show on Sirius XM. There it is, as grand as it gets. The Tiger has his slam. Well, you hear he had his slam back in 2001 in the Tiger Slam special is airing a week from Thursday after play concludes on that Thursday night 
about the Tiger Slam. What a remarkable achievement, having to wait eight months between major number three and major number four to have on his mantle all at the same time. Not only is Bob May on that program, Lance Barrow, the former coordinating producer at CBS Sports, and Steve Williams, his caddy, will also be part of that program. So we look forward to listening to it with Mr. Katrick hosting it. Back in 2001, Tiger Woods, after the first round, was nowhere to be found on the leaderboard as Chris DeMarco had the lead at 7-under. Angel Cabrera and Steve Stricker were shot back at 6-under. Phil Mickelson was 5-under par and was two shots back. But Tiger got hot in the second round with a 66, and after two rounds, Woods was tied with Mickelson for second, and Chris DeMarco had a two-shot lead going into the third round. But then Tiger, on Saturday, got a hold of the lead with a third-round 68. Mickelson would shoot 69, meaning Tiger and Phil would be in the final round. Mark Calcavecchia, DeMarco, they were at 10-under, and David Duvall was at 9-under par, so he was still in the mix as well. In fact, David Duvall, on the 8th hole, did this to get in right in the thick of it. Duvall, 8th-ranked player in the world. He slipped. He was number one for a while, overtaken by Tiger. The 8th, the toughest part, 5 on the course. Not a single eagle here this week. Each other par 5 has been eagled, so this could be the first eagle of the week. But realistically, wants a two-putt. Very slick. Beautifully putted. You could see the speed. A lengthy putt, more than 50 feet. And the routine tap-in takes him to 13-under. One ahead of Tiger, who has a birdie chance back at number seven. Still without a par in his car today for Duval. Six birdies, two bogeys. Back to the seventh. And Phil Mickelson with a very slippery downhill attempt here. This to tie Tiger, at least for the present. Tiger a little closer, his own chance. Beautiful. And he has bounced back time and time again this week, showed tremendous courage. Looked exhausted yesterday walking up the last. And he says he wants this one desperately. Woods now to tie Duval. Oh, what a fight we have on our hands this afternoon. Duval and Woods tied for the lead. Mickelson one behind. Tiger would then go to the next hole, the par 5 eighth, and do this. Duval, 13 under, through the ninth. Mickelson with an excellent chance to go to 13 under. Tiger would love to move to 14. Slightly uphill, a putt that he can hit a little more firmly than many of the eight-footers you get at Augusta National. That looks very good. Beautiful. This putting really carrying him to that extraordinary win at Pebble Beach. Phenomenal putting at the British Open at St Andrews. And a lovely stroke there.
And he would have the lead. He'd be tied with Mickelson through 12, but would have a one-shot lead going into 18 and do this. There it is. As grand as it gets. What a way to cap it off. Perfect speed, perfect line. And Tiger has his slam. Incredible. 20 years ago to win the Masters. Thanks to Brian Katrick for being on the program, for all of your phone calls, and to Jennifer Cupcho for joining us as well. The Masters Show, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz is honored to be the global partner of the 2021 Masters. We appreciate you listening to this edition of the Masters Show. For John Albanese and Gabe Ortiz, I'm Taylor Zarzer. Remind you whether you agree or disagree, it's all for him. We will be at Augusta National Golf Club next Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time during Masters Week for the Masters Show. We'll talk to you then.